Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. And we have a uh, an interesting show planned for you today because really uh, we need to talk about Lucha Underground, which was amazing this week. And we need to talk about UFC 205, which is going to be amazing this weekend. Um, I, I like UFC 205 is quite possibly the best fight card of all time of any kind of fight sport I, i'm i'm so stoked for it what's up guys how you doing who's over there who we got today hey i'm over here who are you what do you do why are you here which one are you asking you the one who's talking uh i'm byron i uh hail from oh gosh you're super loud now good gracious what i do so is i lean into the microphone good lord that's just distortion and also wow. breathes into the microphone. Jesus Christ, start breather. Okay, can we like how's, adjust how's these levels? Now? Can we do this live? Like, we how's need... this now? How am I doing yeah, now? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Thank you. Great. I am at Byron Fever on Twitter, on Instagram, on Venmo, on Snapchat. Don't Snapchat me; it's going to kill my phone battery. Um, I'm here. I'm in Tennessee. I'm in my road uniform, and I'm here to talk about. Sweaty men who like to roll around in tights. Okay. And um, that you said that's your road attire, but I'm pretty sure I've seen you wear that in your home. No, I was in Brooklyn. Oh, you were in Brooklyn the last time you wore that too. So you take a robe with you everywhere you go. You're like Hugh Hefner? It's my robe attire. It's his pooping jacket. Takes a shit. I wear this because it helps me feel like I'm at home when I'm not. Great. Well, our... Uh, our other less uh, we have no more introductions to do our other less narcissistic less uh, egotistical host over there casey nielsen what's up casey hey guys uh i'm casey at lucha gringo what's up uh rough morning but let's get rolling ah. i think a lot of people feel a little roughed up this week this week's been a little crazy with the elections and all that and i'm not going to get into politics but i'm going to say this wow what the hell's going on, America? Y'all are happy and angry and confused, and and people just need to like get back to it, man. It's over now. Yeah, I just want to say nice, nice work, Cleveland. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll I'll say this. I, it is surprising to me that like uh, Trump could get like two million less votes than Romney and still win the election. That just tells you a lot of people really did not like either of these choices at we all. all. Voted. We the three of us voted. Don't fucking blame us. Yeah, I read that um, that like Romney McCain, two candidates who lost, still got more votes than Trump, who won this time around. That's exactly what Justin just said. I wasn't listening. Yeah. Well, of course you weren't listening because one of your co-hosts was saying something poignant and important. I thought we were talking about UFC and I just was like playing Sudoku or something. <laughs> You're a class, class act. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, does anyone have the, uh, the uh, YouTube chat room open? Is, any, is there anything I need oh. to address before we get into real life and events? Anybody I need to tell to go fuck themselves, Byron? I don't know if uh, have any more of those. Well, I mean, I, I have a list. Oh. I think it's since Tuesday. Well, oh. the last real heels there, Mr. J-Man says, I don't give a fuck about Cleveland. 
Uh, he's like, I don't give a fuck about Cleveland. I know why he's listening to the show. He probably wants to hear what's up with some UFC. And I don't know if J-Man has heard about these weigh-ins yet or not, but uh, apparently oh shit, silly this morning. Um, what's there, Byron? Uh, so we got four people watching. Uh, J-Man says, I don't give a fook. I don't know what that word is about Cleveland. Just read that? And he blames Casey for everything. Thank Apparently, you. Byron's headphones don't work. Can you hear the things that are coming out of my mouth? I can hear, but Casey asked what was going on, so I told him what was going on. So maybe yeah, Casey's not the other the one. Four people. Why are they quiet? Like I don't fucking trust them. Just there's, fucking there's, say something. There's a lag. There's a there's lag. five. There's five people now. <laughs> You're in the chat. Say something or go fuck yourself. God. You're amazing. Casey's um, taking a hard line stance. It? It's because it's none of his friends because he didn't retweet the link. Well, that's I don't, I don't, you guys are my only friends. Saying, All right, saying well, friends in Casey is very generous. I am going to... Um, hey, Meefloaf is here. There's a lot of stuff. Hey, what's up, Meef? There's a lot of stuff I want to get to, like especially this Lucha Underground episode because... Yeah. Dang, who thought we were going to get all these freaking crazy main events leading into Aztec Warfare? It's like everything going up to Aztec Warfare is supposed to be a dud that they can just get by while they're hyping Aztec Warfare yeah. to get you stoked to that. We're not even halfway through the freaking season here, man. It's just like... This whole show is made of mind. Yeah. What the hell? What I liked was how um, Casey got uh, his clothes jacked from him at the beginning of the episode by a guy who's a no, third no, his no, height. no, 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 no. Those were, those were willingly given. Wait, before but before we get into specifics, overall, just overall, did you like this episode? And in the grand scheme of episodes of Lucha Underground, where does this fit? Is this in like the top five percent, or what do you guys think? I think it was terrible. It's the absolute bottom of episodes. I think this was a, a 10 out of 10 as far as the Lucha episode. I think um, Casey's laughing. Yeah, but it's, it's just because he's looking at your face. It's not because of what you're Is saying. He, Casey's upset because he's so stoked on Aztec Warfare that nothing will be able to compare to it. Yeah, that's just, the exact opposite, but I thought this week was good. And uh, but No, I think this, this had a really great, fun, and happy match at the – you know, the uh, Believer's Backlash had a great... It had two of the key Lucha Underground gimmick matches. And I think they both delivered. I, it's... Um, it just it had something for everyone. And also... Um, also, uh, it had... Uh, uh, what was... Do you remember the commentary? Um, there was... Stryker said a specific group of words in a specific order after someone got pied in the face? I don't listen to the commentary. Oh, I don't remember. I was making my own branded jokes on Twitter. There, I just... I, I feel like Stryker used words that could mean something else intentionally. Well, you're going to have to spell it out, man, because we don't know. I'm in my parents' fire. house, and I really oh. don't want to say it out loud. Oh, son! What's Type it, it in the chat. Type it in the chat, and I'll read it for you, Byron. Come on, you got to think creatively. Use technology to your advantage, bro. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I refuse to read the chat at all um, now that I see who's in there. The, the absolute gutter slime. 
That, oh my god, are you still there. feuding with W? R- w? I don't know if he's in there. I'm just assuming. He's he's not watching today, so you can say whatever you want. Oh, uh, I would have anyway. Uh, but uh, I, I wonder if he said anything on his podcast I don't listen to. But, uh, you know, this episode, uh, since you... Oh, 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 oh. I, wait, I got Byron says that what the comment was, was that beautiful Brenda just got cream pied. Oh, that's in that. Uh, um, what the other one here is um, Mariposa's pigtails got used as handlebars. Oh, uh, that. According to, to Wayne Yu. I didn't hmm. hear the handlebar comment. Who's Wayne Yu? I don't know. Sounds like a piece of shit. Um, but <laughs> this feud is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a feud. It's just genuine hatred. Uh, the the show was great. Uh, I I really liked the parts where I was involved, and yeah. uh, kind of missed <laughs> the funeral procession for graver consequences because there was one live and it didn't get put on TV. Yeah, maybe this is based on my comments of not liking the procession so much that I made uh, based on the one from last season. Maybe That's fucked up, Justin. Yeah, I, think I wish it was there. Dope. Hey, and guess what? It was a 10 out of 10 show for me too and I liked it and I liked it not being there or being sped up. Um, there were a few things that got cut from this episode that we'll talk about momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um that I remember very distinctly from being there. I was actually at this one. You see me with the uh, Singapore cane right behind Casey there. I actually, I was next to Casey during Believer's Backlash. Um, yeah. But yeah, but then you ended I up used to call it a kendo stick, by the way. I'm old school. I'm going back to the kendo stick. Singapore cane, baby. If no, technically in wrestling, if it has the, the, the guard on it, Byron, it's a kendo stick. If you yeah. take the guard off and you're working an angle with it, it's a Singapore cane, damn it. Oh. which came out of this uh, issue in the 80s where, where Americans were being caned as punishment overseas. And so uh, in I Singapore, where it was, but somebody decided to bring it into, uh, I'm talking about, I don't know. I don't remember which uh, promotion it was, but somebody decided to use it as a gimmick. Oh, you don't remember what promotion it was? What was it? Where, it was who started it? ECW. No. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? Is that another ECW, ECW reference by Justin who used to travel to ECW shows when he was actually younger? You know what no, I, no, I'm actually, just saying I will always call it a Singapore cane and not a kendo stick. I'm not really saying why. Byron just calls it a dildo. Byron, uh, Byron likes anything long and hard. I don't know. Speaking of long and hard, I'm about to go back to work to Florida for six months. What does that have to do with long and hard? The job oh, is going to be long and hard. Oh, the job. The job. You're going to go do a job. I got it. Also, just my soul is going to just get just brutalized from the inside out the whole time. At least the weather will so, be nice, right? Yeah. No, it won't. Not this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I used to live in Florida. Also, I want to say oh, that uh, J-Man, uh, there were shots fired on the Heels podcast, which everyone should listen to. Um, no, uh, the original podcast of all time. Uh, J Man said he was going to try to blackmail me when I get a job, and I take offense to that. I'm sure Justin does too, and I hope that uh, he apologizes on his next show. Wait, why would I take offense to it? Because it's a blackmail. It's not racist. He's from I don't Tennessee. Want, he's saying he's going to blackmail me. Yeah, no one from Tennessee can ever be racist. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Look, once again, this show is brought to you by The Last Real Heels. I am wearing my, um, my Lucha Click 
Pinche Rudo's shirt today. Find it on the Pro Wrestling Tees Last Real Heel store. We're in Halloween um, three season of the witch. Oh, Bessie, that's solid. Byron, what are this you? Oh, nothing. Sponsored by Fright Rags, but it's not. But they should sponsor us anyway. I want free shit. I'm wearing their socks right now too. What's up? I thought you were trying to get free shit from Shutter. They gave us some shout outs. Mm-hmm. I'll I take free shit. Appreciate the love. And uh, I'm going to yep. give a shout out to to the homies up at Boneyard Beer up in Bend, Oregon. Uh, you can get that shit at Bevmo down here. I think hook up, hook yourself up with some Boneyard. We might get those guys as a sponsor soon too. So um that's right if we get a beer sponsorship before the heels do you know how that's that hilarious yeah the heels have gotten uh beer scholarships no, they, they get people to give them some beer they get sponsored yeah. to go buy beer but yeah. i want to get us sponsored from beer like i want beer to sponsor us can we get tito's vodka to sponsor us Call no, it's got to be somebody with cool shirts because I don't drink, but I'll wear the shit out of a t-shirt. So I got some cool boneyard stuff around here. I had a cool bullet bourbon. That's the boneyard logo. The boneyard logo. That's dope. cool logo. Yeah, they got some dope stuff, and I got some of their hats and shirts and stuff already. See, I'm already getting styled out, but I want like the real pay for my web hosting fees kind of sponsorship. What's up? You're getting Nikki Styles out. Oh, happy Ooh. birthday, Nikki yeah. Styles. So I hope the, somebody hey. gives some dignity for your birthday, buddy. Uh, um, by the way, Byron, before, can we talk about the episode? Do you need, what else do you need to say, Byron? What's going I want to say I want to say Happy Veterans Day to all the service members who work and fight to protect our country. Thank you for your service and thank you for your sacrifices. For yeah, thank country. you, Dante Fox, but not Killshot, who left him in a hole to die. Oh, come on. Well, I'm going to send the real Veterans Day thank you out to Carmen Perez, our, our homie Captain Hotness. Um, she is a, a former military personnel, and uh, we want to send out a happy Veterans Day to her. How do you like them apples? I want to send one out to Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Corporal Kirchner. <laughs> Solid. Uh, yeah, specifically Slaughter, you know. Well, no, no, specifically Kirshner, because, okay, Sergeant Slaughter, you know, he was that turncoat that supported Iraq. And that was, I, come I on, that was a great heel turn, though. You have to admit, that was a heel turn that seriously got some kids crying and some people mad. It was a great heel turn and a shitty face turn. All he did was say, I want my country back, and we were supposed to cheer him again. Well, Jack Swagger. It's tough, but then he was in, you know, he was a real life GI Joe and stuff after that. Like they put out his action figure and that helped. Oh, GI Joe. Yeah. You know, Roddy Piper's a GI Joe too. Not yeah, a lot of people I know that. He was a special edition one though, where you had to send in the points to get it, right? No, he was a convention exclusive. They made him one of the iron grenadiers, you know, Destro's dudes yeah. because he's Scottish. And, uh, it was pretty cool though. He had a leather jacket. He had a kilt. Uh, I think they gave him some kind of helmet that no one would ever fucking put on him. Put on him. Yeah, why would you do that to Roddy? Come on. Mm-hmm. I should have given him some sunglasses what they should have gave him. Come on. All right, so let's talk about I'm this episode bro. real quick. Vignette number one, Mill and Katrina. Um, I like to call this vignette gasping because she wants to leave Puma gasping for life, like on the edge of life, on the brink. She wants to teach him a lesson, but... Of course, the, the most interesting thing here is that Katrina flat out told Mill this time, and I've been wondering why she hasn't done this before. Like, dude, you lose this time. I am not bringing your dumb ass back. 
I like yeah. <laughs> don't show up here. Like that's it, man. If you lose, you lose. Like don't so don't lose. She had a vital role um, in Mill Murta's uh, in his success by telling him to win this time. <laughs> she wanted him to lose the first one though. That was on purpose. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, the second one, he just fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it to say about this segment. You know, Katrina smoking hot as normal. Mill mean as hell as normal. Why? Wait. Why? If they want Puma gasping for air, did they not throw him into the Vinnie Masaro bathroom? <laughs> oh my god! Um, Vinny, so Vinny believers backlash. Yeah, let's just what, get what? to it. I yeah, was just going to say, like, I'm concerned about Vinny's diet if it doesn't seem like it's being processed well. Again, you cannot eat gas station barbecue chicken and expect things to go well for you internally. <laughs> no. <laughs> just saying. That's the only place to get barbecued chicken legs down there in Boyle Heights is that gas station, bro. It's a million p.m., dude. It's not good for your, for your guts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that thing's been spinning on a little hot dog rotisserie for like six hours. Who eats that piece of chicken? Who does that? Vinny fucking Massaro. That's protein that. loading. It's yeah. part of his lucha training. I'm sure you know all about protein loading. All right. Match that. number one, Believer's Backlash. Um, yeah, Casey, right off the bat, we talked about it a little bit. You gave up your armor to Masquerita. Were you trying to uh, bring him up in size? What was, what was your plan there? Dude, okay, first, first I got to hit on something first that was not shown on TV. Mm-hmm. Was the uh, was the speech from Vampiro? So he, I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing a little bit and making it sound appropriately Canadian, but okay. he came out and he's like, "Hey, if you guys fuck this up, you're going to be sorry." You know, uh, I want to talk to you about believers backlash, eh, and eh, brother, and how that. If anyone comes to you, eh, you give them your shit. No, but no, he did give us a thing saying, hey, if you guys do good here, we'll do these again in the future. But if you guys fuck it up, not only are you going to get banned, Masquerita and Famous B might kick your ass. Yeah, there were some concerns because security had been tightening up at the temple around this time. Um, some people had snuck in some strange contraband and been thrown out, I think, the week before. And there had been some stuff going on at the temple where security – I don't think security was very happy about this, match. Who's sneaking – yeah. Who's, who is sneaking stuff in? Uh, no comment. I'm not getting I'm – not, I'm not the one to put people on blast. I don't do that. Um, but regardless – I am, but I won't. And, <laughs> and also it is to be noted that um, because of, I think – some of the people taking liberties with performers in the past and yeah. things, not necessarily in believers backlash, but I think, you know, some of the fans recently have been getting a little too rowdy and touching performers and getting a little too pumped up at times. So the rules for this believers backlash, if, as you notice, were slightly different. The crowd was not the one using the weapons. You were supposed to hold your weapon and offer it to the performers if they wanted to use the weapon. So it wasn't like the very first one where Casey got to, lay the straps down um this was a little bit of a different formula but it was still fun and actually it was almost more fun that way because everyone in the stands got to hold a weapon and be silly and kind of get on yeah, TV it was like the fucking thunderdome in there it was awesome it was pretty <laughs> amazing it was pretty amazing i remember yeah. right over there with johnny yeah. and gus me and gus were the singapore cane twins over there yeah came, uh, with the boyle heights football team uniform yeah i've been really bummed out that i missed this match 
for you a should long time. be. Why'd you miss this match? What was wrong with you? I was in New York. Oh, what would they oh. given Byron to make him look threatening, though? He would have had like a bloody axe, or, uh, an anointed flail with you know someone's pieces of brain dripping off of it. That's about any. I would have had him look intimidating. Would have had change. Look intimidating if they gave him Matanza to throw at him. <laughs> Byron, you're just What's not up? a very tough-looking guy. Yeah, very tough. I'm intimidating. You look tender. N sync level tough toughness, but um. The, so the atmosphere was different for this because, you know, with our Believers Backlash in season one, they actually took us inside, they took us backstage, they told us what to do, what not to do, and then some people did that anyway and uh, whipped people in dicks. But this time there was no unintentional dick whipping, but there were a lot of genital attacks that were intentional. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, the other thing that um, I'm pretty sure didn't make it on air anywhere is the fire extinguisher. No. Johnny had the fire extinguisher, right? And he handed right. it off. But uh, it didn't work. Masquerita was trying to get the gag to work, and it just didn't work. And I think Vampiro even came over at one point to try to help it out. And yeah. believe me, you're not really missing anything. It was just, you know, blown spot. And thank God. And see, this is one of the things I actually like about Lucha Underground. The spot was totally blown. It was a total gaff. Nobody's fault, so there's nobody to blame for the botch. Um, Prop people. Well, but it just didn't work for whatever reason. They probably tested it out and forgot to reload the pin the right way or something. Who cares? But the best part about it is it's not raw. You don't have to sit through it at home. You don't have to watch that junk. Who cares? One of the spots out of 30 awesome gags didn't work. So what? You just cut it out of the damn show, move on. And, and that, to me, that, that was part of the awesomeness of this whole thing and how, and how the show is cut together. Like, I don't want to see the botches like that. And plus, dude, fire extinguisher spots in the temple suck. You can, like, taste that shit. It's nasty. Oh, God, yeah. it would have been right in front of us, too. And it yeah. was the first spot. Like, when you come into Believer's Backlash, I think you see Masquerita throwing it and then going to Casey and getting the... Uh, oh, he uh, grabs the, a water and throws it instead. And then he, yeah. goes, then he goes over to me. Uh, I think that's what you see right when the match starts. It's Masquerita yeah. throwing the water. Yeah. Because it was, that was supposed to be a, a fire extinguisher spot. So, you know. And, and again, I don't fault the Lucha Underground guys for that at all. This is not a criticism at all. Which we'll get into shit happens in the next match. Ooh, but yeah. um, But again... At the end of the day, does it even matter, dude? It was a freaking amazing episode. Mm -hmm. oh, I, did, I didn't know that happened, so I, I didn't miss it at all. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, I don't think we told you about that. I was a little bummed because that was Johnny's uh, spot, Mr. At underscore Ace One underscore. <laughs> Dude's the man. Um, so what were some of the other spots? There was uh, the, the bowling ball was hilarious. Yeah. The bowling <laughs> ball. Dude, I cringed with that because did you guys ever see, like, this was years ago, like, the people trying to do the bowling ball spot and fucking up, and it was, like, a major gif around the internet? Because um, the way they did it is they put, like, uh, no parking sign in front of the guy's dick, and we're going to hit the bowling ball into it, and it worked as a ramp, so he got a bowling ball in the fucking face. Busted a bunch of his teeth out. Yeah, shit. but I mean, who's throwing the ball across the ring like they're actually trying to hit a three ten split? Like you, you don't need to be putting a whole lot of pepper on it. Come on. No, no. he it, it caught air like you were fucking playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater or some shit, and just pah, busted the dude's teeth out. 
I hope they went home after that. I don't know if they did, but Masquerade uh, Famous Tony B Hawk did it right. First PlayStation. Yeah, it, that spot was good. Uh, I love the hot butter. Say what? The popcorn. That spot was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hot Dog was holding that giant bag of popcorn. <laughs> that was that was funny. That was it made a mess, man. Like, yeah. oh, that that this was kind of brutal for the cre- the cleaning crew. I bet. Uh, yeah, what this was the first match uh, after intermission too? So they had already cleaned all that shit up. And they had to clean it again before they could do any more matches. Yeah, it was a mess. Um, of course, Dr. Wagner got his run in to try to save his boy because yeah, B was taking a little bit of a beating. And um, what's his face? The guy with the um, and the, Casey the mask and the beard and the um, – what is that dude's name? Uh, Does Jim a lot Gunn. of like po- upper body power move stuff. Um, the, the boogie woogie man. The master of the open road. That's the guy. Right? Some guy. Son of Havoc. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have of Sonic. Um, he ran in uh, and kind of took Wagner out. Just, you know, decent. The man's a legend, Wagner. God damn it. The man is a legend. He gets taken out by Son of Havoc? I mean, it's funny, though, too. At this point in time, seeing what they've actually done with Wagner, which I don't have a problem with at all, but think about the fact that, I mean, like 80% of people at the temple were almost sure that Wagner was the limo guy. (laughs) And looking at how Wagner has been used, Wagner is so not the limo guy. Not anymore, anyway. But, oh, man. This, uh, you know what? (laughs) He, uh, He would not do this shit elsewhere. Which uh, is funny, but Wagner? yeah, no, he's he's not a comedy guy in Mexico at all. I know, but you know what? No, not at all. I mean, and he's always involved in the most serious stuff, and and somehow he gets himself inserted into the top level matches, even if he's not fighting. Like he was involved in the uh, Pagano Psycho Clown thing and all sorts of stuff. Like, but I I don't feel, I'm not getting the feeling that he's unhappy or not liking it. Maybe he's actually enjoying being able to put some levity into it and have some fun in Lucha and do something different across the border. This match looked fun as fuck. I mean, it's probably not fun getting hit with shit. It was probably more fun for us. Yeah. But still. Look, kudos to B, though, who yeah. uh, still has only won one match in his career. But for a guy who, for <laughs> no, a guy who retired too. not too long ago to get in there and and just get uh, smacked around with uh, a bunch of stuff. It was fun. And even Brenda. Hey, Brenda, the pie shot on Brenda. Kudos yeah. to her, man. She's a, she's a nice, lovely young lady, and they don't normally sign on to take, you know, cream pies. What? Big eyes don't work on the audio version of the podcast, Byron. What are you thinking? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking. SpaghettiOs face. I was just thinking how it well. It was. It was like the Macaulay Culkin. The- <laughs> I was just thinking how much uh, Famous and Brenda really sold the match. I, like, I think, I, I think it was hard for commentary to do their thing because they're too busy laughing at Famous, like doing backflips off of everything. <laughs> the brother can sell. I don't know what yeah. I'm gonna say. He can sell. Yeah, when you um, take a when you take a flip bump off of a bag of popcorn, that's pretty legit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love too that. As payback, making sense and tying it in, 
Stryker brought a freaking shoe. <laughs> yeah, but he had to make a comment about the shoe. That it was a big shoe? Nobody yeah. was expecting Stryker to have a big shoe, by the way. No, nah, especially people that saw those leaked photos. But um, I mean, look, it's okay to wear a size 13 when you're really a nine and a half. It's fine. Yeah, you can stuff your shoes. No one would know. They'll just think you're a fucking penguin or something, but, you know, whatever. I'm completely kidding, by the way. I know absolutely nothing about the actual size of Matt Stryker's penis under any circumstances. I've, I've, I don't even know if the pictures are real or not, Casey. I don't either. I'm not going to investigate, so... It's weird that you brought it up with such confidence. You guys. I didn't sound terrible. Terrible. Um, I saw anyway, Regal once. Jesus. <laughs> on pay-per-view by accident you oh. paid money to see it wow that's <laughs> yeah, technically yeah <laughs> so sorry um yeah, that wasn't good. well so but uh masquerita goes over here which is awesome hold on i have an important update from j-man of the heels yeah what's um, up? he's seen the picture oh it's his wallpaper on his phone <laughs> he, he con- it's confirmed that j-man has seen more of Matt striker than we have Oh, wait. There's a challenge for, for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I even play that old game. From J-Man to Casey. Shit. Wait, was 2 the one with Wolverine or the one with Darth Maul? Or are they both on the same fucking one? Bug. J-Man says it's his laptop wallpaper. Oh, the William Regal penis is your laptop wallpaper, J-Man. Gotcha. Okay. That's frightening. Um, all right, moving on. Brothers in Arms vignette number two here we um i'm glad that, that they're letting these guys talk mm-hmm. right off the bat i can't say that i've heard ar talk a ton like i've heard him cut a couple promos in uh mm-hmm. czw but i don't know that i've heard him like really kind of get into a character working angles a whole lot i mean it's really just his matches are insane sounds angry um <clears throat> but yeah i wasn't i wasn't too upset with this and i feel like already Dante Fox or whatever is going to be a good influence on Killshot as a worker. Like, I feel, I feel like there's some good chemistry going here already. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're going to push each other too. Somebody yeah. told me that they, um, somebody who likes going on other podcasts more than ours uh, told me that they train together. So it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I think, and I think AR, like runs a school down in Atlanta or something, or is one of the main instructors someplace. Um, that's what I. That's heard. how we. I, people... I like the subtlety, but the not. I like the subtlety, but the not subtlety. Sort of the complexity they're treating their whole storyline and relationship as well. Like they have, um, they have to be partners, and so you see them agree to work together and be friendly, but you can tell that they're not sincere. Um, well, I don't know. I think Killshot was being fairly sincere. Like, okay, you got out of your system, right? That's how we do. You get he mad, was, you get heated, you drop some bombs, and then you're cool, right? He was oh, grimacing hey. pretty good through the mask. We, we, we should mention Killshot has a fucking shirt now since the show didn't mention it. Killshot, Marty, and Rabbit Tribe. Brand new shirts on the, the Rabbit Tribe shirt is pretty dope. I think I'm going to yeah. get the Killshot shirt, even though it's not quite as dope as I want it to be, but it's dope enough. Looks like an Offspring shirt. I don't know. These, I just hope Swerve actually gets some of that money. That would be nice. Do the guys like, actually get paid off of these things at all? I think for some for some reason I saw Mariachi Loco promoting the uh, Rabbit Tribe shirt. For some reason, I don't know why. Maybe he's a fan. Maybe they eat at his restaurant. 
It's mm. a great shirt. I'm getting the rabbit tribe shirt immediately. Yeah, I mean, it's worth it. That shirt's awesome. I want a fucking snake tribe shirt. What the fuck? Here's what I'm not going to do. Uh, I know, this- but Byron, you've got really the build for an Aztec pride shirt. I mean, you could probably fill one of those out nicely. Is yeah. that because I'm white? Because I'm you're from Salt Lake City? Up, Just saying. You're kind of shaped like Marty the Moth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think He's Rampage in- Jackson would have a better way to say it. But. <laughs> He's in good shape, man. He's a, uh, what is it? JC. That's, that's good. We could do without him. Oh, uh, uh, right here. What the one fuck? Of the, one of the, uh, yeah, I lost him too. Uh, one of the, um, uh, guys was busting Marty's balls on Twitter because Marty likes to post okay. pictures. What's up? Oh, he's gone. He's gone for real. No, we don't need him. Oh, he's probably resetting. I th- and the funny oh. thing is, I think it's actually me. That's yeah, no, I could hear him and see him just fine. I was just messing with him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I couldn't Shut hear him up, at all. Right. I don't, I hope that his stuff works out when he comes back. But, but so what, Marty was like posting a picture of him, like, look at me, I'm getting in shape and lost weight or whatever. And like a Tony Robbins quote. And then uh, Paul London or someone called him uh, buff fat. <laughs> Hey, that's a term. Like when Triple H called so, you know, because the way Triple H called uh, CM Punk skinny yeah. fat, uh, it's just like that, you know. Well, no, didn't uh, who called Dominic Cruz fit fat? Somebody called him fit fat. I don't know. <laughs> he dropped out again. <laughs> <laughs> really, he didn't like this conversation. I think he um, I started saying what he was saying as if I couldn't hear him, and he believed me. Oh, you're so mean. You're a jerk. <laughs> um, so I, um, I guess my question out of this uh, vignette, and I'll ask you since Casey's not here, is right. <laughs> they called each other, pause, brother quite a bit. And um, Killshot seemed very careful to enunciate the ER, not say brother, but brother. So I'm wondering if they're like actually related or is this a black thing? What do you think? Well, you're you're going to ask, you're asking me what a black thing is. Well, you wouldn't ask me the question. Is that no, because I'm asking I, you, I'm asking you as a, as a typical white person, if you saw two yeah. brothers interacting this way, if you would think them calling each other brother was a black thing, or if they were actually referring <laughs> to each other as siblings. <laughs> oh, we get it. We're getting calls from Casey. I'm getting a call from Casey. What happened? We get a video call from Lucha. Did did Lucha Gringo. <laughs> a tree fell in his house? Do I need to reinvite him to the podcast? Yeah. Uh, to me, I think uh, I didn't. I didn't see. I, I I didn't see the race thing in it or the 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 ethnic brother thing. What I was seeing was um, th- like two guys who are they feel like they're sort of walking a uh, uh, higher wire or. They're on thin ice with each other and everything is every little detail is being very specific and careful and they're analyzing each other's moves. But now, so, so do you think the brother reference then was a brother in arms thing and not a black thing and not a sibling thing? Cause I guess that's the third choice, right? I think it's a, I think it's a brother in arms thing. And I think that, you know, hey, there you wasn't, see me? can't see you Casey. I can see you fine. I can't You're even fine. hear you. 
Ignore him. You're fine, Casey. You're totally bad. <laughs> you can't see me. But I, I think I think it was a brother in arms thing. It's it's you know they have the they they have the brotherhood of of being at war together. But I, I think if if we're going to um, talk about how they enunciate their words, I think they're just this is a very calcu- everything is very calculated between them. And okay. I think it wouldn't surprise Killshot at all that he did get uh, double-crossed when he had his guard down. Right. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just, I just couldn't tell if the, the brother was a brother like we're related, brother like brothers in arms, or brother like, what's up, my brother on the street. Kind How of about thing. a vampiro brother? Brother. Yeah. <laughs> but the vampiro brother is like the, the long-lost descendant of the Hulk Hogan brother, isn't it? Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's like the wrestling brother. Brother. Well, let me tell you something, brother. It's I don't have to remember any names because I call everyone brother is what it is. Yeah, I like boss. Casey, what, what boss? was your theory on what Hogan meant every time he said brother? Uh, racist things. <laughs> yeah. So you thought, you thought kind of how I was thinking too. Like I couldn't quite read it. I didn't know what was up there. Um, but it's anyway. but that's that's the thing though. It wasn't it. It was uh, an encounter that wasn't spelled out and didn't give you the answer fifteen times. Right. So, well, I mean, they're not they're not hitting it over the head here. Other than the fact that, I mean, maybe Killshot was the only person who didn't expect to get swerved again here. <laughs> But it was fun to get to see them work together, and we'll get to that in a minute. So let mm-hmm. me get to vignette number Trace three here, um, which is uh, Drago and Cobra Moon. Drago <laughs> is getting his nunchucks on again with the forward roll. The forward roll with the nunchucks is hard, man. Yeah, that's, you that's, think it's easy, but to get them swinging like that, like that's tough. I see why he hangs out in the bathroom all the time because he uses the mirror for practice. That mirror is the word is because it's good for his skin. From that's from uh, Krista Joseph from uh, Twit Twitwell's Krista Joseph, and uh, he that's that's the official word. Um, Mine is that he just has diarrhea from eating at Mariachi Loco's restaurant all the time. Um, Which Vinny might too. Maybe. So, but now Cobra Moon, who apparently has no fear of walking into a men's room, um, she's got some interesting things to say here. First of all, she's asking, you know, Drago if he's preparing for war, um, just like he did for their people, um, what did she say, a a millennia ago or something? Um, It's a long time. Yeah. Which means they're both old as hell. Can we get some young ladies in Lucha Underground? Like, come on. Next thing you know, Melissa Santos is going to be years old. Aerostar might have fucked something up with time travel. That's my theory, but... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Dario's all... Like, he's hiring his luchadors, and he goes, we need to work on the ratio here at the temple, and Aerostar is the one who said, "I'll, I'll pull some in for us. And then he just went like, like centuries and centuries in back. And just pulled in some fighters. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something, something with his little flux capacitor on his chest there might be a little out of whack. Um, anyway, this time Drago says, very specifically, I was never a member of your tribe. 
I was a slave to your tribe. And that makes a little bit of sense because, um, you know, it has been confirmed that they are officially the snake tribe. They are not a reptile tribe or a dragon tribe. He is a dragon um, and not necessarily a snake. Dragons aren't snakes. So, they have limbs. I, I, th- yeah. I would she think a dragon would fuck confirmed. up a snake and it would be the other way around, but whatever. I'm fine. I'm eating edamame. They're delicious. I'm eating spicy garlic edamame. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Mm, I'll sure. care if I'm like Delicious. 50 mm. miles away. I have pizza coming to this house. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to update. I'm going to eat the pizza when it gets here. What kind of pizza yeah. do you get in Tennessee, Byron? I don't know. Jets pizza? Uh, Sounds you should good. get pizza with chitlins on it. We call that pizza chit. I'm going to get I'm going to get pizza with hopelessness and despair on it. Oh, poor someone Byron. called me that in a temple once. But uh, it's in despair. No, let me get shit. back to Cobra Moon here. Piece of shit. You like that one? Um, <laughs> She's great, by the way. Wrestlers aren't actors. Cobra Moon. Hey, hey, great. no. You know what? She pissed me off. Why? What the fuck? Daga, come on. Well, that's what she gives up some information here. We've been asking. I've been asking every week. What's up with Daga? We find mm-hmm. out here. She says, you don't want to suffer the same fate as Daga, do you? He was torn apart by Lord Pindar, whatever the hell a Lord Pindar is. So we're getting another character? Google Lord Pindar, and you'll find out what Lord Pindar is. So Dog is gone. We don't get to see it. Are there spoilers out there about this thing? Because I don't want to see spoilers. Fuck that. No, well, there might be, but I mean, like, there's an actual mythological character of the reptilian alien known as Pindar. So it's uh, intense. Where's that from? Oh, there's a whole bunch of shit. Like, uh, well, I mean, we yeah, know from this the link. Like, we we know from the season three trailer that she's got some minions and some other people, and she's saying here that she's going to get Pindar to make Drago kneel to her and call her queen. So obviously, she's got some minions that I think it's it seems like she's going to be bringing in this Pindar guy, right? I think we're going to get to see it because uh, we did see. Uh, Daga in that vignette trailer that they did, and we haven't seen a vignette with him yet, so we're probably going to see him get killed at least. Um, if not, his ass is dead. Because uh, well, ripped apart doesn't sound said, like a She said Daga was torn apart by Pindar, so... Maybe, maybe she saw what the fuck is next, you know what I mean? Or Bengala. Dude, I bet that's what happened to him, too. I'm Super thinking fly. that Cobra Moon is like just taking lives and eating people, man. She's a man-eater. Who knew? I thought she was a nice young lady, but it turns out that uh, Cobra Moon is is a snake in the grass. Yeah, it was pretty crazy when um, Alberto El Patron got murdered by the snake tribe. <laughs> is that what happened? Same. Um, well, I don't know if he got murdered by the snake tribe, but I think somebody got their fangs in his arm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Those look like fang marks to me. Yeah, <laughs> they look more like fang marks than knife marks. Johnny Mundo. I my head looks like right now, probably. And good morning. All right. Johnny Mundo is the one who got rid of Patron. He beat him so bad that El Patron started crying, and now he now he works in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, he's also working for Kombucha Americas. He's he's in the MMA world because that's always a good fit for him. Anyway, the end of this segment is also uh, a huge, huge moment for the true star 
of Lucha Underground, the A number Pentagon. one top talent of this show, the infamous, the famous, oh. the immortal, the uncanny, the unsurpassable, unsurmountable, unequivocally top number one star in Lucha Underground, Twit Wiles Vinny Massaro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I heard he has the ringtone on his phone. Wait, isn't he W's Vinny Massaro too? Like, doesn't he go on W's show? Or is he Last Real Heels Vinny Massaro? Do, do all those guys have shows even? I don't even know what they are. But, I'm still going to how to use the internet. Every, so. every podcast that even watches, and t- not even talks, every podcast that has seen a Lucha Underground show is derivative from the heels. So if Vinny belongs to Twitwell, one more step, he belongs to Twitwell, who belongs to the last real heels. Well, who else was doing one right at the beginning? Carnage who else the show goes back to the beginning of I don't know. Lucha Underground? I think it was Carnage Culture, but no one listened to it. Well, Twitwell already had a show weird. going, so they were probably pretty early to just start talking about yeah. it. I think Razor, Razor was already going and kind of started talking about it right off the bat when he was doing his WWE stuff, Razor Cabron. I think there's a few people that were pretty early on. All I know, I, we're bandwagon. I won't even bullshit. We came on way later because we thought it'd be fun. I don't give a it fuck. It doesn't matter who's first, Justin. It matters who's best. I just wanted to do a podcast so the heels would be friends with us. I already made friends with them because we bonded during Believer's Backlash by ripping the flesh off of Hernandez's back with leather belts. <laughs> and that's a bond that can never be broken, you see. So I didn't have to suck up with the podcast that they sponsor. Uh, and I haven't seen a dime of this fucking money, by the way, gentlemen. Uh, well, I, what's, what happens is I collect all the money. And then once it's worth something that I can pay you in an actual bill form, like if you really want 78 cents, I'll send it to you. But it's kind of hard to mail change. Aren't you like, red? I like I could get some money. I, I could get like you know some chips out of the vending machine, some delicious chips. This we podcast have, like, isn't yeah, cheap. Friday, like, we're on the red like tens and tens of dollars right now. Oh no, we are. We pay hosting fees and stuff, man. Like we probably owe at least thirty to forty dollars. Yeah, I think we're about forty-five bucks in the red right now. Yeah, so but like we'll get out of that. A couple couple sponsors, we'll be fine. Hey, buy our shirts. Yeah. Hey, well, buy our mattresses and underwear. Look, the shirts, the shirts thing is my fault. I'll get on some shirts soon, guys. We have a badass logo. If anybody's interested in the shirt, let us know because then we'll get on it even faster if we know that there's some, some demand for one. But we have the MMM Show logo, which you can see up on the, the podcast markers now and whatnot. So if you want a shirt with that on it, let us know. Let us know if you think that there's something we should do with it. And we'll we got to give Vinny a shirt. We got to give Cross a shirt. We got to give EVW yeah. a shirt because they were all guests. And then... Um, which I think technically means we'd have to give one to Zach, Byron, and Jimmy, but nah, you guys got to buy them. <laughs> Maybe. And, well, see, and now you're putting us way in the red if we have to pay for shirts ourselves. Hold on, TCO, what are you doing, man? You don't even have a job. And you're spending our money. What? <laughs> um, look, so... The only one working right now. Fuck you, Byron. <laughs> look. Let me get back to Vinny because he comes in with his barbecue chicken leg and ah, he, he, he gives us the best line ever. You know what? I'll go use the ladies' room. Huh? 
Where did that those effects? And then it's fart so, noises for the next five minutes. I'm <laughs> telling you, guys, so bad that I not an gotta effect. Be Vinny just boofed one in the take, and they used it. It's not an effect. I think they have to be real. They're so bad they have to be real. Mm-hmm. Sounded juicy too, Vinny. You got to get that checked out. Oh. oh man, I can't believe it. I can't believe that it's actually working so well. That kind of humor, because we already saw fart jokes on a wrestling show before. Well, you and did. Was, I wasn't watching that shit. I don't watch it, but it happened, and it was really bad. And if I, now, if I had a choice between watching Vinny fart and Maddie fart, I would pick Vinny fart. That probably says really weird things about me, but it's fine. Vinny's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos to Vinny for appearing once again yeah. in another episode. I hope there's a bunch more of those coming. Personally, I don't. Oh know. Oh my god! Imagine him having to go into the women's bathroom and then the, all the girls getting pissed that he's in there farting. But Imagine like, what if, what if Dario has Vinny come into his office to talk to him, and the entire time Dario's sitting there drinking expensive scotch, and Vinny is sitting in a chair ruining the leather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or or he goes into the women's room, and he's in one stall, and then like, you know, like sexy stars in the other stall, and the other girls are looking for sexy star for some reason. They hear all the fart noises, and they think it's her the whole time. That would be fucking great. You guys can have that one for free. But now, hey, I got to ask this question, though, because didn't Vinny no-sell us on coming to hang out one day to do the show in person because he had to tape at Lucha Underground? I can't imagine that one line and a fart really took up his whole day. Where was Vinny that day? What happened, Byron? Weren't you supposed to set that up? He built up all that food, and he had to eat all that to get the right fart. Because professional farters know what food that they have to eat to make themselves fart the exact tone and pitch that is needed for proper television. I like to imagine that there was a lot of nunchuck accidents with Drago first that slowed everything down that day, that he hit himself the, in the face a bunch of times. The day, that, the, day the show that you're talking about that he no-showed us, uh, he was actually going to one of those San Diego I was um, totally shows. kidding, Byron. And I was totally kidding. <laughs> I, I cleaned a room because I thought he was going to crash with me. No, there, I, I'm actually talking about the time before that when he came down to tape this segment. But Oh, oh, we hung out with him. Yeah, Casey and I hung out with him. It was cool. Yeah, I know. It was me. I was joking. God, you don't get any you know showing, Byron. You're terrible. Of course That's it was me that no-showed. Isn't that, where, isn't isn't that the get everything. privilege? It's, you're the one who no-showed. That was not yeah. cool, man. Dustin no-showed so much to, that we totally started calling him fucking Dr. Wagner Jr. Oh, uh, it's my responsibility to twist things and make myself look good and get myself over. Damn it, it's my show. You should Here wear one of these. Match number. You should wear one of these jackets, Byron. If you want to look good, you should wear one of these jackets. I am so hungry Casey's, right now, dude. And Casey's there's like no sleep in this house. I need to go get some Baja Fresh, Byron. Move it along. I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked. There's a five-on-five match. That's I'm, oh, I'm hey, nice segue, Byron. Explain it to us. Tell us about the match so we can move this thing on. So there's a big five-on-five match, and the winner, those five people, get to go into Aztec Warfare, and the losers get to be losers. All right, so, let's see how. Let's test your memory. Who's on team one, Byron? <laughs> oh, good luck, buddy. Oh wow. Um, let's see. You have so you have uh, the brothers in arms. That's actually team two, but if you can give me the rest of that team, I'll take that. It's arbitrary which one is team one or team okay, two. Well, who else I is watched on this team? I watched this on a plane yesterday. No, no, it's fine. Who else is on the Brothers and Ours team? Uh, was it Eva Lise? Nope. Yes. I know the people in the match. 
Right. Okay. Let me help you out here. So yeah, brothers Team in arms one. in cage. Let let the yes. guy with the list Mar- help you out here. Marty. <laughs> no. On the other side, you have. <laughs> okay, we have Marty Mariposa, Jeremiah, Evil. Oh, so Jeremiah, yeah, Jeremiah, Evil Reese, Marty Mariposa, and, and Mac. Casey got it right, dude. Casey got Team One right on his first try. Yeah. No, Casey and I got it right. Okay, and then you had uh, Killshot and uh, Dante Fox. Dante Fox and yeah. three other people. Cage. Oh yeah, Cage Tejano. Tejano and and wait for it. Arhenes. Arhenes. Come on, who forgets Arhenes? He's like one of the best luchadors in the world. Arhenes is actually good. No one cares about him. No, this is and this was my question again because he was awesome in this match again. Like I haven't ever seen Arhenes and not liked it. How? Why does Arhenes not even close to over? Like he is not, he is in the realm of not even partially over. How is this? I know that uh, one site put him on their most charismatic poll once and I fucking died laughing. Uh, But hey, all I know is if like he was a skeleton, he would have been pretty dope at it. Um, How is he not getting over? I mean, he just needs a gimmick, right? Yeah, like a golden skeleton would be cool. Everyone loves those. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel bad for Arhenis because I'm always thoroughly entertained by him. He's got you know great stuff in the ring, and he just gets no love. And he's on the losing team here, too. And he disappeared for a while. I heard he was hanging out in a black neighborhood. Mm. A barrio negro. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Casey, way to be subtle. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, wait until wait until we've we always got Arhenis. <laughs> Arhenis is really good, but I think he also kind of suffers. Some guys suffer from uh, like triple A drama, and maybe Lucha is un, is unsure about you know hitching onto the ride. I heard it, but you can also just put him in a different gimmick. But Arhenis has he has family relations with a guy who's been doing a bunch of crazy stuff, so it's kind of. Uh, do you feel that he has a lack of heart? <laughs> I love that one. That's actually funny. I don't get it, Casey. What do you mean by that? Uh, wow. I feel like I'm talking anyway. to Wayne. Um, but so he's on the losing team here, which for him sucks. Uh, like for Tejano and Cage, they've still got their feud going on, um, which we know and they don't know is probably going to get one of them possessed. Um, so they don't mind losing necessarily but poor Arhenis is, is the one that's really SOL here anyway Jeremiah starts this thing right off with the most ridiculous sick kicks that we've he's seen awesome he's and really instantly good. instantly the entire temple was like okay we love this dude and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about breaking out of the WWE mold quickly <laughs> yeah his finish in NXT was like some weird slingshot second rope Splash that looked stupid when he did get to use it, and everything he did there looked lame. I thought his finish was to turn off the lights or something. He turns the lights yeah. off and turns them back on, and a guy falls down. Well, whatever this he was, was fucking Undertaker, bro. And then, and then immediately, wow. now that he's back on TV, he's just he's he's legitimate. He's he looks like he's hurting people. Well, Jeremiah he, he set the pace. Jeremiah Crane set the pace. And um, 
which is really cool because then I think Killshot, I think it lit a fire under his ass. And and as a performer, we've seen Killshot completely change since he came into Lucha Underground. Yeah. Like, I, f- I don't know if he's getting more time outside of Lucha Underground in the indies or what's going on, but it seems like every time he shows up, like here, Jeremiah starts this thing off with a, you know, with a bang. And then the next thing you know, he's doing like handstands into Rana's and stuff. Killshot is. And I'm just like, whoa, what? Whoa, who is this guy? He's oh, the stereo moves. Like, yeah, like I've never seen him show out like that in a big multi-man match like this one. And quick, Can we talk about the elephant in the room here, though, gentlemen? Go for it. Is this a is this like a reference to your pants, Casey? Is that yeah. are you doing that again? Um, this match is where Ivelisse got injured again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was getting. I was definitely getting there. Um, and, and the move um, was with Killshot, right? Killshot throws her up in the air. But I saw where it happened. Now, I, when we were there, I couldn't tell where it happened. Yeah, but, you can tell on TV. Um. So it's a it's a, it's a toss into a what is it some kind Powerball? of Hurricane Rana roll up uh, move, but when yeah. she does the actual flip over, her ankles came down and both of them got compacted really nicely. But it was the one that had been hurt before, didn't seem to be too happy with that. And I I, I don't even think it was a botch. I think it was the fact that she already had an an existing issue because the other leg looked like it came down worse, but was fine. Um, I think this was just like, you know, the stress fracture couldn't handle the extra pain there, but it was a great looking spot too. And it was sad, but she pulled up lame immediately. And that was, sucks yeah. coming back from an injury only to get injured again. And this is um, the second person that this has happened to this season. Did you hear her? She actually screamed, not again. I mean, not like, again. like her whole career flashed before her eyes right there in the match like you could tell she was seeing everything just like oh my push is going out the window yeah and it's just it's a shame because Ivelisse is really putting in the work and earning that track record of of being a competitor regardless of gender she wasn't doing women's wrestling moves she was going up against marty and and even though he's just way more physically imposing she's holding her own and then in this match she arguably has one of the best spots in the match near the finish, the one that broke her ankle. But like, that was just amazing to see the suplex into the flip to power Bob. And then she does a Rana out of it. That was just, that was the biggest spot of the match for me. Yeah. She's yeah, going out was, and she's impressing great. and making her name. She I mean, gets, she also uh, had the one earlier in the match too, where Jeremiah throws her uh, and she goes into a Rana, which yeah. is pretty cool too, showing that they're, they're teaming up and actually working together a little bit mm-hmm. though. Then uh, she gets just smattered across the ring slightly after that. But <laughs> yeah, it's and and she gets to Jeremiah's storyline, which I wasn't sure about. But you see them working together, and well, I'd like I gotta to say see them this: I don't know how bad the injury is at this point, but um, I gotta hope that this time Lucha Underground, knowing what they know and how they know how to to operate with these storylines, that they keep her alive backstage. I mean, they've just introduced Jeremiah through her. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she really is going to be out, maybe she can limp to ringside with him or something, which I hate. I don't really want to see her as a valet, but at the same time, right. I want to see her this time. I don't want her to disappear off of TV because of an unfortunate thing here. Like, mm-hmm. let's find a role for her that doesn't make her a valet, but still keeps her credible. 
maybe she can start a feud backstage that she can finish later in the season when she's healthy or something. I don't know, but hey, hey, that match with Katrina is still on the table. You never she know. She still has her match. She still. Well, has that's her what match. I'm saying. So, so I think hopefully they can keep different. all these stories yeah. live. I mean, we're only ten episodes into a very long season here, so forty episode yeah. season. I think to your point, Evelise has she really needs that on camera non excuse me, non-wrestling time to work on her character. And she's almost like the opposite of Sexy Star where she is more... Yeah, she can work. Her, she's, she's more proving herself in the ring, but she hasn't had the opportunity to do as much since the Unlikely Trio. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, one of the main reasons why Sexy Star is over is not because of her just her work in Mexico, which is... Her work in Mexico, by the way, is very different than her Lucha Underground work. It still sucks. But, if you watch the first season and the beginning of the second season, Sexy Star is getting a constant, consistent push. I mean, she wrestled a lot of matches. I mean, she's got, she got that interview time and she got to she's establish. On TV, yeah. And that's yeah. what Evilise is lacking. Like, Evilise gets these pops and then it wanes and then it comes back up. And it's like, she would be a huge star. She would be probably the third or fourth you know, biggest star in Lucha Underground, I think, if she had a consistent push. But she can't have a consistent push on a broken leg. Right. Yeah. It's just sad. Anyway, moving on. Um, Killshot and Dante, they had some moments, some pretty awesome moments of working together. And then, of course, the not surprising swerve at the end of this, which I wasn't mad at the, that it wasn't surprising. I was more just kind of laughing at Killshot, like, you big dummy. Like, you didn't know this was coming. Um. Totally was telegraphed, and then Marty gets to go over on kill shot, um, which makes sense for the finish of this, kind of continuing lots of different storylines there of, of Marty getting his comeuppance on kill shot after their WMD stuff, and then bringing Dante into the fold now of like him swerving his boy again with a what was it a suplex pile driver or a cradle cradle suplex? It was like a straight jacket. Buster. Uh, fisherman buster, buster. thing yeah fisherman buster and, um, people trying to get go. me to look at i can see the chat i just don't give a shit about what you people have to say especially you j-man you conor mcgregor lover <laughs> go, <think laughs> yourself. go to work i love it i'm sorry i'm just now looking at the chat so I'll, yeah I'll j-man go to work and earn some money so you can buy the pay-per-view and watch your boy lose um, but yeah, so I, I'm sad about the Ivelisse thing. That's, uh, that's really, really, really unfortunate. I mean, she was, here we go again, right at the beginning of the season, big push, bad, bad injury. Um, vignette number four, Dario holding the belt. He's pumping up himself and Matanz, it sounds like, but I like this segment because it's showing off the belt, especially, and that he's mentioning the belt because I want to keep that as the ultimate prize in lucha underground that means something like every person that holds it it should be that important to and it should be that important moment for anyone who is holding that strap and anyone who's holding that strap should be recognized universally by all believers as the best in the world i do like that um matanza and son of havoc have the same voice also (laughs) yeah who is that is that roach does roach do that voice (laughs) Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Golden, is it Roach? Is it DJ? Who does it? It's like that, that Chris guy or whatever that used to do, like, Cobra Commander and Starscream and, like, 10 million other characters. 
You know, I can do Cobra uh, Commander. I can't do Starscream. It's weird. I, I guess it's because I never watched Transformers. I, I, Starscream has a lot more gurgle in his voice. Yeah. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Byron anyway, doesn't know um, what you're talking about because he exclusively watched Rainbow Bright. I, I watch Transformers the cartoon all the time. I just never watched the movies. Yeah, don't watch Dude, that. the movie was awesome. It said shit. No, he's talking about the Michael Bay movies. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Movie. yeah. No, animated movie. Yeah, they said shit. It was it was scandalous, yo. It was a big it was a big deal. Um. Anyway. Um. Jeff, I mean, uh, Matanza speaks. Whoa! I love it. He finally Whoa. speaks, and that's what he has to say. And that's all you need to hear. He says, he wants Whoa! To... Ha! Good God! What is what it good is for? Good for? Nothing. nothing. Say it again. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, anyway, you're welcome. Cool segment. You're like, that's all they. That's and this is really like the majority of the hype for Aztec Warfare. That's it. It's next week, guys. Um, it's gonna be huge. And that was the that promo alone did it for me. I was just like, damn, Dario's like talking about how his father trained Matanza for this, and this is what it's all about, and they're capable of anything, and he's gonna put Matanza. Th- Dario seems not worried at all that Matanza has to go through every other guy in the field, through 19 other people. I he think Dario's wrong. crazy, but... I think, yeah. He seems very happy. Now, he's not looking at the odds of, of that he's setting up for his brother. He's just looking at the list of victims that he's setting up. But this will be crazy. Like, look, if Matanza goes into this thing and just cleans out 19 other people, I, which I kind of feel like they're going to do... I think that might be a serious problem for Lucha Underground. Like, if you've got a guy that not, doesn't have any credible challengers anymore, yeah. like, maybe Mundo can do something after the fact here. I don't know, but... It turns um, into Brock Lesnar. The dude's never, yeah. uh, never faced the challenge of Relampago Blanco. Let's just put it that way. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it is like creating the new Samoa Joe or Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. I mean, you're, you're taking Monster to another level if he really goes through all 19 of these guys. Now, that doesn't mean he still couldn't win and not go through all 19 of them. Like, there, maybe there's something that happens where he gets laid out on the outside for a while and then comes back and wins at the end, which would be a little more believable and still give him some mystique that some of those other guys in there could still beat him. But, dude, if he just runs through all 19 of them, that's going to that's gonna make the storylines for Matanzas real hard to deal with. I mean, there's not going to be much credibility left in anyone beating him after that. Yeah, I know the guy's been dodging me in my title shot requests for like two seasons now, so I don't know. Um, but I, I do know some of our, our viewers slash listeners are really looking forward to my reaction to next week's show. I'm not going to be here next week. I'm sorry in advance. This is a, a, a planned paid hiatus for Casey next week, guys. But um, maybe we'll have him email us some of his thoughts since he was actually there for what's happening next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm taking maybe we'll just have J-Man on to express your thoughts for you because I think he knows all of them already. <laughs> yeah, J-Man thinks he knows all my thoughts. And that's only because I know all of his darkest dreams. About Byron. Well, we're definitely going to uh, MMA to get to today, too. But before we talk uh, about MMA, let's finish this last match here, which was, uh, I, I mean, it was there, and seeing it on TV again felt brand new. That's how good this match was. 
this is the shit was great some of the spots but dude mill and katrina come out at the top of the stairs and puma just comes right in and kicks the crap out of mill like i think me and casey had barely had a chance to turn around to see the entrance yeah we're just like oh shit (laughs) yeah it was just like you see mill go flying over the rails into the other side of the bleachers and puma's foot coming right after him and you're just like what is going on not what you're used to seeing from from babyface technico prince puma by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, how, how, who is racist fan rocks for? Who do you guys hope to see in the temple in season four in the chat? You guys see that? Mm. Hmm. You know who I hope to see in the temple in season four? All of TNA. Is, how about <laughs> EC3? No. The entire about, roster uh, of TNA. How about anyone that Jeff currently resides in Mexico because of the way the political climate's going? That's who I hope to see for season four. Uh, it, I mean, it's or, yeah, it's going to be hard to actually get any of them over here to to work pretty soon. Well, well, it's no triple it's A. No surprise too that I want to see uh, what they're going to do with Kevin Cross. Like we already know the guy signed to Lucha Underground, but we have not seen anything from him, uh, real character wise, of what they're going to do with him. So. I am very much looking forward to seeing what they do with Kevin Cross. And if you haven't seen him perform, he's got like this very kind of, he's got the new version of the old school Japanese bruiser style. You know, he's got some high spots to it, but he's doing like a real rough and tough pan craze style, at least in Vegas. Um, Who knows what he's going to bring to Lucha Underground. So I I really want to see what they do with him. That's one of the things I'm most excited for, for season four. Oh, shit. Meatloaf says he'll read my thoughts and his impression of an American accent, which I think would be fucking great. Uh, yeah, because... And yes, Kevin Cross may end up being the angry bunny. Yeah, and also... Unconfirmed. Because I know for a fact that Meatloaf sounds exactly like Hermione Granger. So Hermione? He's going to be like, oh, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. ha ha. I, I waited for you to eat Terrible. to do that because I was trying to <laughs> laugh and edamame out your nose, but it didn't work. They were close. They were very close. <laughs> Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> anyway, that ride is um, dope, guys. It, I'm gonna, I, I gotta ride it soon. Um, consequences talk to me i thought it was great i thought it was brutal i I, the bottom rope looked a little loose to me and then next thing you know uh mill is stabbing puma in the face with the turnbuckle that's what happens when you serum the edo people in the face i'd like to give (laughs) that out to my homeboy mill mortes for getting revenge for me and uh just just putting puma out with a flatliner from the top rope to the floor Yes, that's how you fucking put someone in the ground, sir. It was, and flatliners on coffins, and then we had a 540 splash onto a coffin. Like, yeah, that that coffin coffin, was dead. I mean, when me and Casey were sitting there, we were like, can anyone even still go in that coffin? Because it was (laughs) so far down in to the actual coffin part that it looked like it would cut somebody if they were on the inside of that coffin with the lid that smashed. That's how you make sure they're dead. I guess so. Like you impale them, right? Mm-hmm. Stake them right through the heart with the actual pieces of the coffin. That might take care of Mil Muertes. You never know. 
Well, and, and there were some other crazy things too. Um, the crowd, oh. like there was a lot of Puma chants. It wasn't like the crowd had turned on Puma, but I don't know that there was a match where we had heard, you know, I guess with the Ray match, but man, the chants for Mil Muertes were as loud, if not louder than the Puma chants. Like well, this was also the weekend that Prince Puma leaving rumors were at an all-time high. Well, yeah. yeah, because we were talking about the, the, the Cruiserweight Classic was happening. Everyone thought, you know, there had been rumors that he had been meeting with WWE, and we talked about it back then. Um, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, uh, some of the rumors are probably true, judging by the way this finished. You know, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but at the same time, like, you know, who who's going to be in this kind of huge match and lose and then still be around Lucha Underground? Not the guy whose character is not brought yeah. back from the dead. I mean, they just wrote Chavo off last week. And I know. Oh, and there was they just wrote Dog off this week, maybe. And they wrote Dog off. Yeah. Well, I hope we get to see oh. what happens. This ain't your daddy's Lucha Underground anymore, man. I think it's changing. Who knows? I'm actually, I'm pretty concerned planet, about like, what's man, up with Puma. Well, the, the real question becomes... To Conan and just said he died on the way to his home planet from the... <laughs> they, they can do it here, too. Uh, well, what's the, what do you think, I mean, is the deal? Look, can Lucha Underground afford to lose Prince Puma? They got 30 episodes left this season. Obviously, the guy is so talented that he's being courted other places. He's got a huge career in Japan already. You know, I'm not telling anybody who listens to this show anything they don't know. King Ricochet is freaking over everywhere. He's yeah. over as Puma here. He's got interest from WWE. I, I, you know, and this could be a thing of he needs to get off TV as fast as possible so that, you know, he can free himself up from his no-compete clause sooner. Because I know he's got a no-compete clause. Everyone who's signed to Lucha Underground in, has a no-compete in the United States clause for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So... But isn't it until the end of the season and not your last episode? Hernandez said something about that, right? Well, who the fuck knows? Because it's different for different people. Yeah, that's I've heard true. That contracts, so yeah, that's true. You know, Puma definitely got a going on for like for nine more years. So who knows? But I gotta, uh, I, thought, I gotta imagine that Puma is one of the guys that is more locked up than others, being that they brought him in for a season to be their top babyface. But I also think because he was. He, they were trying to get after him. Like he was already a really big deal before they got him. Um, they probably gave him a contract that was more in his favor. And look, you know? the honest reality is this guy could make a lot of money not in Lucha Underground and yeah. get himself over out of that mask. But I, I think might not be yeah, good. Worked, out, worked out great for Pac. So uh, good luck, Puma. <laughs> yeah. You never know. I'm just saying. Just saying. So, um, the spots in this match, the choke slams on the coffin, everything, the uh, the the handstand that Puma does to get out of a flatliner. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. That was I awesome. I didn't even know how he got his hands in front of him quick enough to do that. That was amazing to me. That was a great spot. Um, that was great. They just they also seemed or Mill seemed to be having genuine fun the whole time like he'd be like he'd look at the camera watch this and then just smash puma's head or whatever <laughs> I, I hadn't seen mill actually be friendly with the cameras normally he attacks them and i'll tell you what i'm tired of mill having these great matches too because then katrina does not get very much camera time every time mill has really really awesome matches like you don't see much like honestly like the the mill matanza match was great because it was slow enough that you got a lot of katrina 
<laughs> You're not getting like barely any of her here. <laughs> um, that's not, I'm just saying. Now, yeah. another um, thing that Casey and I can tell you from having been there uh, that you didn't really see on TV is um, there's a lot of interior decorating going on. There's a lot of setting up tables. In fact, I think there were, I, I mean, Puma was doing the setting up of the tables too, which is very unusual. We were yeah. all really surprised. Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, did you see how that worked out for Cuerno? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, don't, don't set up any tables. It worked out just about as good for Puma. Yeah. Well, and you know, Vampiro was definitely a little weird on commentary. Yeah, his commentary him. got stranger and stranger throughout this, so I'd like to see where this commentary is going. And, hey, and he looked happy when Puma was, was down. You know, maybe, maybe here's here's an idea. Maybe Vampiro can borrow uh, Captain Hotness's piece of the medallion and somehow bring Puma back to life as Puma Darke. Maybe he can just let him rot. Maybe. I, don't, I, don't I hope know. I hope somehow Puma comes back. But maybe he can maybe he can weekend at Bernie's him into Aztec warfare. This will be interesting to see how it plays out because we yeah. do have a little bit of in inside information, but at the same time, I really don't know how they're going to put all this together. I really, really don't. There's some things that could go into the storyline or might not go into the storyline or might have gotten shelved altogether. It feels to me like, in all honesty, the whole Puma storyline, because I think they were unsure of what his decisions were going to be, um, that there was a lot of things thrown around and tested out and put into the air of how to deal with this Puma situation. And so I think even all of us who have been at the temple are going to be surprised by how all of this plays out. I think I have it all figured out, but I'm not telling these people that. Yeah. I don't know that you can. <laughs> these people. I really, I really right, like we'll the, talk we'll talk to the DM. I like the <laughs> ending how Mill won and he won in convincing fashion. Like you have a casket match and it, there's a definitive end of, of displayed dominance at the end. And I, I thought that was great. And then Mill won. He won with confidence. And then he brought Katrina in the ring and he like licked the inside of her mouth. with. No, no, drool. that was her doing that too, to the point where I honestly think that Mill was uncomfortable with it. Like she slipped him some tongue there. Like and there was like drool between the faces. Yeah. And, and honestly, did you see his face after that? He kind of walked away like, damn, Katrina, that was a little much for TV. Like, you know, kids are watching this. Mill seemed <laughs> uncomfortable. Hey, she watches a lot of Eric Roberts movies, but you know. And she was even looking like she felt a little weird about it afterwards. Like, dang, did I go a little too far there? <laughs> I think and Mill was like, I'm all gross and sweaty. Why did you do that, girl? We didn't need that. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, I should have asked what he had in catering first. Oh. Maybe, maybe it wasn't planned, but they just kind of like read the signals wrong after the match. I don't match. think it was planned. I think she did that. I don't think that, that was planned. So, but in no lick of death, I mean, I thought maybe she'd go over and lick the coffin or whatever. Oh, we didn't mention the fact that they brought out Conan's coffin to do yeah, the finish. I don't know if that was because of what Casey and I were thinking, that that other coffin was so busted up. Like, we know that Conan's coffin is always sitting in the back there. Um, so I don't know if that was planned or if that was an improvised, like, Dan, the other coffin's so botched, we have to use this one or what. But that was awesome and symbolism of putting Puma in that same one. Like, yeah. 
Mill should always use that coffin because apparently that's the one that works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get put in the other one that he was entombed in. So, yeah. And how over is Conan for a guy that's been off the show for three years? He's gotten a lot of play this year. I want to see zombie Conan come back. I hope but they see him like I but he's still him a couple a bucks every time they mention his name on the show. <laughs> next uh, next week is just going to be Vampiro. <laughs> Anytime Stryker asks him a question, he's going to say, I hate Conan. Yeah, there you go. Um, so holy shit, Puma, I guess, is dead. <laughs> We've killed Prince Puma for now. I mean, look, it's Lucha Underground, so anything could happen. He could come back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he will. We'll see. I, I, f- I have a feeling, though, from the way that Vampiro was talking, that Vampiro is going to have something to do with, you know, talking to the ghost spirit of Puma, or maybe he gets reincarnated as somebody else. That would be cool. That would be a cool way to write that performer out of the part is uh, have Vampiro conjure some kind of reincarnation and put some other wrestler in the part. Nightclaw, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> brother out. Yeah, we need Nightclaw back. Yeah, um, also, so. um, by Vampiro's commentary, I just thought that he was saying he was into some weird necrophilia shit, so I don't know. Can be interpreted either way. Um, that's all I got on Lucha this week. Byron, do you have anything about WWE you want to say? I did not watch any WWE programming this week. Uh, I No, I did not watch any WWE. I feel happy about that. Oh, um, patch three oh okay. sucks. I will say, I will say, I will say... I will say this. Uh, I just saw um, an interview quote from Sasha Banks uh, saying that she's tired of facing Dana Brooke and Charlotte um, on Raw over and over again. That She says to what we were discussing a while ago, they don't have enough women to have. Like She likes being included and having the opportunity, but they don't have enough women to do two separate divisions in WWE. And she wants, like everyone she wants to face is on SmackDown. And I think that's really what works for SmackDown. They have enough to where they can give everyone opportunity and then they will steadily improve whether how great or how slow well, they I mean, improve. the whole fact of the matter is the division is not deep enough to be spread out to over sp- six no. hours of programming between three hours of but, Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and one hour of NXT. They really need yeah. to bring all the women together in maybe two divisions, but you, you've got three because you can't forget NXT. I mean, they've spread their yeah. women's division across three freaking shows now. Yeah, it's, it's rough. And what, what's happening now is you have like one of the top three in the company, like Sasha Banks, interest in her trends down because she did the thing she's been doing for the past since we started really paying attention to her. She was doing this in NXT and now she's doing it every week with Dana and Charlotte. And so she trends down, but then you have someone like Carmela to take an extreme example who was not prepared. She was overly green and she had her character was basically a female version of Enzo and Cass. And she comes in, now she is she's getting like pay-per-view matches that you don't necessarily want to watch but she's getting that experience working on her character and improving and she's now she's trending upwards Sasha's trending down and it's like at one point we're going to be more interested in Carmella what she's doing or has to say than Sasha coming out saying Eddie Guerrero saying I'm going to beat Charlotte and and wrestling Dana Brooke yeah it's just uh- 
Honestly, it's a shame. Like, I feel like in general, all around, it's just not been a very good month for women in general. Like, Sasha and Charlotte yeah. had a real opportunity to to put women over um, and to really solidify this women's revolution thing. And for whatever reason, whether the booking got changed and they soft sold them or whether it was the botches or what, the whole thing just didn't end well in my opinion and then you know obviously with the hillary clinton thing i think it's going to be hard for another woman to to get the nomination not because they don't deserve it but but i think people are going to be worried that that was part of why that thing happened and who knows if it was or not i'm not even trying to get into politics but certainly doesn't help the women's movement that you know the top credible female candidate did not win um you know, so we'll see. Maybe Lucha Underground could do something about this. Who knows? They've got a strong women's division. But now you got Eva Lee's hurt. Also not good. One of their top yeah. female performers, one of the best female wrestlers in the world, um, keeps pulling up lame. You know, and the same problem has happened with Charlotte or uh, Sasha. You know, you've got this Eva Lee's, but with Eva Lee's, it's even tougher because you can't just pop her back in anywhere. The, the, you know, Lucha Underground is a taped show that does, you know, six episodes in a weekend. So if you're out for, you know, two taping, two taping weekends, you're missing 12 episodes immediately. Well, I also want to commend Zero Cool on their Blackest Night reference. I got it, but I'm not a disgusting person, so I prefer Marvel to be seen. You're on camera right now. Look at that. He, he muted it. Look at that. Oh, I did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So you could keep talking because I'm right. talking to this real quick. Did you notice that Byron brought a Bates haunting poster to put on the mantle to make it look like his parents are proud of him? Oh, I'm sure they actually are proud of him. I mean, somebody has to be because it's not us. That's the same poster that Byron has in his bathroom. Um. And it's not even the one that we ended up using for the movie. Well, uh, anyway, so was, was that all you had on WWE this week? Uh, I don't really watch it. Um, Did you play the patch yet and see how much more shit it fucking broke, dude? Oh, the, the 2K17 patch? Dude, okay, so I'm playing universe mode, right? And I play all the matches on the show, start to finish, and it had Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, right? And so, of course, I'm going to play as Becky Lynch and not Manhands. And uh, Becky Lynch, they do the they do the little cut scene where they're fighting and then they accidentally knock out the ref. Right. And when it comes back to the match, Lillian Garcia's in the ring. Mm -hmm. Charlotte is just trying to grab an invisible person and the ref's just standing there. They, they bang up programming job. They're fucking acclaim at this point. It's yeah, I think. What I'm doing now is I just kind of go through and I make tweaks to my to my guy. Maybe if if anyone actually is still playing that stupid game, they'll see my create a wrestler and their my career mode with new updates. I actually, I, for the first time, I made an outfit that doesn't have Casey's face on it. I thought you had an entrance mask of my face so that people would cheer for you. I had a, I just I just put the entrance mask with your face on it to intimidate all the children. Uh, hey, you know, you got to be right. You guys ready somehow. to talk UFC? Yeah. You guys ready? Well, yeah. You guys ready for this UFC 205 stuff? Byron, you're watching right, this so show. No, no, no bitch. You are watching the show, Byron. How am I going to watch 205? What do you mean how are you going to watch 205? Go to B-dubs or something. Murder somebody. It doesn't matter. It's the biggest MMA show in history. 
Go get yourself some wild wings, son. Anyway, look, um, there's uh, there's some breaking news um, that's already been broken elsewhere. But you know, if you've been watching us this whole time, you may not know. There's some uh, some guys who missed weight today. <laughs> oh God damn it! I saw and, um, that I was a little pissed off. Um, I'm I'm pretty angry about one of them. Probably because the same it could have been could have been avoided all around. Um, our boy, Cowboy Donald Cerrone, no longer has a fight at UFC 205. From, by no fault of his own. By no fault of his own. Hey, look, Cowboy is a game. Well, for Cowboy, it's also easy because I believe the fight was a 170 fight, not a 155. Oh, okay. And I've, always, <laughs> I've always been amazed that he could even cut to 155 because he's, big he's bigger than me, and I walk around 180-something, and I can't imagine cutting 30 pounds. Um, so it, it sucks. Um, I'm also hearing that, that Cowboy does have a fight not at 205, but at 206 now against Matt Brown, which I'll be more than happy to watch. But I'm really sad that he's not on 205. Biggest card ever. He didn't really deserve that to happen to him. But um, it's uh, Kelvin Gastelum, again, who has had issues with making weight. Um, and here's the messed up thing. In the state of New York, the rule is if you can get within five to seven pounds of your opponent, you can still have a fight. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get within five or seven pounds. So if one guy is close to not making weight, they tell the other camp, they tell the other team, and then they work something out. And then the guy who is really botched on his weight, he'll weigh in first, miss weight, and then the other guy can rehydrate and actually miss weight on purpose to keep the fight alive. But that guy doesn't lose his fight purse. He just gets within the five pounds so that the fight can still be on. Kelvin Gasolum and his camp could have done this. Cerrone could have hydrated up and still kept his damn fight, and they could have all got paid. You know? It sucks, man. So what happens yeah. when you name your kid after a fucking thermometer. Just saying. God, Kelvin. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Cerrone weighed in first, however, in this scenario at 170.4, and then Kelvin did not even weigh in at all. He didn't even bother. <laughs> so it's just like, dude, wow. what, how bad did you miss weight? What kind he's of like that shit isn't happening? Oh, dude. Yeah, and like he sent out all these apology tweets and whatnot. But dude, he's had issues with his weight before, and it's like if you can't fight at one seventy, I don't think he's a guy that could make it at eighty five. I really don't. So if he if he can't get it together at one seventy, it's really time for him to move on or go to some other promotion. Get out of the UFC, bro. Like this it is- sucks because Cerrone, man, he he could have fucking got. A way bigger payday, you know. And I think I think Cerrone's okay. I mean, they were pretty far down the card. Cerrone just likes to get paydays, and for him, it would have been great exposure to have him on it. And poor Tim Kennedy, who lost his fight with Rashad. Rashad was forced to pull out um, due to an MRI or CAT scan or something that was happened way before. And they told him that if you know nothing showed up later he'd be fine but apparently they didn't want to risk it in new york so new york basically pulled him it's no fault of rashad's um but he got pulled from his fight with tim kennedy so then tim kennedy sticks around to train and corner donald cerrone and now he's got no reason to do that either so donald and kennedy i i hope they give him free ringside tickets to the fight because they both got screwed Oh, I want to say to Zach Aldis to answer his question, me and uh, Justin aren't, but Byron totally is. 
in the okay. chat. It looks like I we got some questions. Question um, <laughs> so, and then uh, Tiago Alves missed weight for his fight with uh, who's he fighting? Jim Miller. Oh wait, can you can you say that again? Because I, I didn't think that ever happened before. With Tiago Alves missing weight? Well, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, this it's it's a little bit insane, but. Here, the other scenario happened where um, there was enough time for the other fighter to get uh, hydrated and, and, you know, so basically Alves will just lose some of his purse, but that fight is still on. It's just going to be a catch weight fight now where Maybe Alves gets up 20 shit times. like two fights in a row before and they almost fired him? He's had weird issues and he's at a different weight now too, though. I think he's going to 55 or something. But anyway, Dude. just shaking up the card. Um, but let's get into the real deal. Let's talk about... Connor versus Eddie. Um, <laughs> I know that some people have some thoughts. They have some predictions. Byron, let's start with you. I know you're eating. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your thoughts on Connor versus Eddie? <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> well, I'm sure Connor would be happy after the press conference. <laughs> yeah. How's the a whole pizza, lot of talk bro? about his, his Irish balls yesterday. You can mm -hmm. talk about oh. your pizza too if you want. This pizza is really good. It's Jets Pizza out of Tennessee. Um, I think, I mean, Connor is doing this every pre-fight sort of press conference. Uh, it's still a little fresh, but I'm wondering if next time he has a big fight, if he's going to have to do another, like, what's he's not going to throw water bottles this time or chairs. Um, what's he going to do, flip a table? Is he going to ask, is he going to slap Dana White in the face just to do something new? Well, for the amount of money he's getting, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, you know, after the election and with things going on, like, I think the, the interest in 205 had kind of dipped down a little bit. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's his responsibility as the top draw of the company and the highest paid guy in the company to bring the attention back. Mm -hmm. I think it's time the, to sell. I think the next press conference, he's going to give Dana White a pair of Mongolian goggles. Feel free to look up <laughs> American Dictionary. Because uh, wow. uh, we're trying to monetize, so I can't, I can't describe that. But what gets <laughs> me is what I keep thinking about is when they do this sort of thing and they square off, even like when they go nose to nose and they act tough and they get pulled apart, I think the scariest thing that could happen to either one of them is somehow the other guy gets hurt in the, like, in the commotion and then he can't fight anymore. Well, yeah, and... and uh, J-Man's bringing up a good point that Eddie basically kind of started that first. Mm. J-Man never brings up good points. No, uh, J-Man knows his MMA, that's for sure. I, yeah, you know how I know he knows his MMA? Because he said that Eddie Alvarez will probably win. Really? You he did that. say that. Well, let me remind you of when Eddie lost to one cowboy Donald Cerrone not too long ago. And... <laughs> There's a lot of similarities that you need to look at with Conor McGregor and Cowboy in their combinations and their ranginess and their, and their, their accuracy, how they can pinpoint, especially the yeah. jawline. line. There um, ain't any fucking similarities. The, the, guy, the guy doesn't even have a fight. And, and I'm going to tell you this, like as much as Eddie has been the underground king and, and, is, and is hungry, I don't know that he's ever had the same kind of hungry that Connor had early on. Keep in mind that Connor is really, really, really a guy that came from nothing. I mean, this dude was 
mopping floors when his MMA career started. He was really a nobody with nothing in the world. And somehow, even though he is not that guy anymore, if he can keep that hunger and if he can get that hunger back, and I saw that in the, in the second Nate fight. He trained smarter. He trained harder. He really wanted it. And I think the, the, there's simple math here. One plus one equals two. One belt plus another belt equals two belts. And I think that the drive and the pressure for Connor and the internal motivation because of that is greater for him. I think his concentration level is going to be higher because of that. I think his determination and willpower is actually going to be higher than Eddie Alvarez. And that's to take nothing away from Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez is a determined son of a bitch, but I don't think he's got the same kind of pinpoint laser focus in this fight that Conor McGregor has. And I think with two guys, either one who could seriously take out the other one, you know, in any manner of ways, I think that it is going to come down to, at the end of the day, a certain level of determination. And I honestly think, as much as I kind of don't want to believe it, I think that Connor has that here. Ooh. Dude. Uh, I'm calling point, Justin. But I'm, I'm gonna call Connor McGregor third round TKO. I'm gonna call Eddie Alvarez knockout third round. Byron? Uh, I don't – I'm going to say what I want to see, and I want to see uh, Eddie KO in the first round. Was really – why would you want to see that? I mean, I would – I mean, the thing I, that's better for the sport – don't get me wrong. I love Eddie Alvarez. I, I want Eddie Alvarez <laughs> to have a belt. But at the same time, I want to see Connor win both belts because of the storylines and – how good for business it will be. It will make the UFC huge if Connor actually pulls it off. So what I but don't get me wrong. There's been lots of other moments and things like that MMA that I've wanted to see because I thought they would be good for the sport that in reality, aren't the people I want to win. Like honestly of the two people mm-hmm. who I would want to win more, like would be Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez is, is not a caricature. He's a real dude. He's a hard worker. He's good people. He's a quality individual. He's good for the sport. He's got the right attitude for the most part, though he needs to stop talking about Santa Claus if you want to have kids as fans, man. Don't be talking about Santa Claus. Thanks. <laughs> talk Santa, bro. Fuck. Yeah, man. Let's not talk about what Santa Claus is or isn't or the, how real you know, the man up north is. Come on. Come on now, Eddie. There's little kids out there. What's up, dude? Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, I, like in my heart of hearts, if, if I was standing in a room with those two guys, I would want to bro down with Eddie Alvarez and I would want to see him win and be a champion for a long time. Um, for the sake of the sport, I want to see Connor win because that's the bigger storyline. And in reality, I really believe that Connor is going to edge this one out because of his level of determination, because he is the one that can make history here. Eddie can't make history. Connor's already been beaten in a right. big fight. There's nothing that Eddie can do here except silence connor a little bit and is that even going to really happen he's just going to go down to 145 finally and fight for that belt or talk some more smack he's still going to be the biggest draw he's still going to be a way bigger draw than eddie mm-hmm. eddie eddie doesn't have enough to win here he's not even getting the big payday he's doing this on his regular contract oh yeah yeah that i gotta agree with connor that that's a dumb fucking move right there but but it's, part of, it's part of what's wrong with, with Eddie and why I think he might not win this fight. And look, I'm the one that picked Eddie to win that belt. 
I, I made that pick. I picked Eddie the, in that fight, you know? And last week, I got one fight wrong, you know? I, I, and a lot of people didn't think Diego Sanchez was going to win or Goyito was going to win or Tony was even going to win. A lot of people didn't pick those guys. Um, anyway, I, I'm going Connor. Going Connor. Sweet. So let's talk about the next title fight, Tyron Woodley. Tyron, not Tyrone, people. Not yeah, Tyrone. no Tyrone. E at the end. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not a weird name. It is, but it is the man's name. And it's a man that could literally kill you with one arm. <laughs> so yeah, when you, when you fucking call him Game of Thrones, he'll fuck you up. Tyr- Tyrion Woodley? <laughs> yeah, when you call him Tyrion Woodley, he will kick your ass. I can't believe Dana, Dana White still gets it wrong half the time. Like, dude, Dana, I know you're a Trump supporter, but come on, man. You can't just be messing up the brother's name like that. <laughs> he's one of your... Oh, come on. He's, he's fighting one of your champions, literally. Like, he has one of your... He's like co-main event status. It is kind of jacked up. Anyway, um... I just thought, I just think it's funny that people mess up his name. It's Tyron Woodley, T. Wood, if you can't do that right, versus uh, Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson. Um, this is another tough one. Yeah. What, do you, what are you thinking on this one, Casey? Uh, I'm going with Wonder Boy because he's the shit, and he's named after a cool video game. So there you go. Any thoughts, Byron? You know, the, either of these guys or care? I care. I just I don't know them. I've had a pretty crazy. Um, no, I, I do want to watch. I do want to watch the show. I just I don't know if I'll be able to. And I've had kind of a crazy couple of weeks, and I'm in the middle of it. So I don't. I haven't been able to like read up or see even the most casual type of stuff, other than seeing the highlights from the Connor Eddie stuff yesterday. Well, see, I, I like that too, though, that you're the casual fan because it's hard for, for hardcore MMA fans <clears throat> to judge what the casuals are thinking and, and where the importance of the fight sits. Like, if you yeah. didn't know us, how much do you think you would know about this fight right now? I, I mean, like, I'm, this was hard. I think Connor, Connor and anything related to Connor would be on my radar. Okay, see, that's, and, that's, and that's the interesting part to know. So, here's another title fight. Um, and this one's tough because. Um, you know, like in the Connor Eddie fight, I feel like Eddie is absolutely not a puzzle, and Connor will solve that. Connor will find his chin and know what to do. Um, Wonder Boy, however, is completely a puzzle. But I think there is one strategy that is a total puzzle killer, and that is the GSP strategy. And I think that Tyron Woodley is going to employ the GSP strategy. He's already the bad guy in this fight, he has nothing to prove to anyone. I think he. I think Tyron is going to make this fight as unexciting as possible. Going to try to lay on Wonder Boy, um, do some very unconventional things, slow this fight way down, not let Wonder Boy get at range. Uh, I think that Wonder Boy is super good and is probably a future champion, but I don't think he's going to get it done against Tyron. I think Tyron is going to give us exactly the kind of fight we don't want to see but he has nothing to lose in doing it because that's what's going to keep his belt. And he's just going to frustrate Tyra uh, to frustrate wonder boy and probably fans alike. But I think yeah. he's going to get the decision win. Interesting. Probably the last thing anybody wants to hear, right? No, no one wants to see that, but it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's that's like- the only way that Tyron wins. Now, if they stand at range and they go to bang, 
I don't think Tyron can outbang Wonder Boy. I think Wonder Boy is too unconventional. He'll cut angles. He'll, he'll dance around. And, and I think that is the fight that most people are expecting to see. I, however, don't think that's the fight we're going to see. I think Tyron is smarter than that, and I think he's going to grind him on the inside, and he's going to put on a DC or GSP kind of show here. Dang. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's just where I see that one going. So I'm picking T-Wood by decision. I wonder what J-Man thinks about that one. Uh, he's too busy crying about Conor McGregor probably. Oh, no. He he's says saying Woodley. Woodley. Yeah. So yeah. here, once again, me and uh, – me and J-Man are, are still simpatico in our picks here. going to be so dope and I'm the only one that's right because no one's agreeing with me. Hey, look, dude, if you, if you, take, this, if you take these home, man, you're, you're, you got it. So uh, I have a feeling on this next one we're probably going to agree. Uh, yeah. Joanna Jacek versus Karolina Kolkiewicz. Uh, I hope Murder. I said those things right. I think I actually did. It sounded decent. I, you probably beat the announce team on how well they will pronounce those names during this fight. Okay, look, I swear to God, Goldie especially, he says them all differently every single time. Sometimes yeah. it's Kowalkowicz, sometimes it's Kovalkiewicz, sometimes it's Kovalgakic or whatever. And then Jinjacek, I, Joanna Jinjacek is how he ends up saying it, all locked up and whatever. You say um, champion, that's all you got to say. <laughs> yeah, Joanna champion. And I've heard him say that a couple times too, and, and Rogan always says Joanna champion because I think he's smart. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and of course, the bad thing is these are the two guys that say the names the most that we all hear. So if they can't say them right, how the hell are any of us supposed to know how to say them right? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think JoJo just has to stay uh, smart. Joanna just needs to, like, stay loose and have fun. And this is her moment. She's just got to piece, piece her up, use her boxing, stay on the outside, then work a little bit of dirty boxing, piece her up on the inside, then step back, you know, after a while, and then let it rip. And I, I think, think what's going to happen is she's going to do those first things, and her stepping back is going to be for her opponent to fall down dead. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm just saying as an overall strategy, I think she could get it done before that, but I think, you know, if she, she works the range first, then works the inside, then steps back and powers up from range, I think she gets – I'm predicting a fourth-round KO. This is a Fourth dangerous moment. I'm going to go sooner than that. I'm going to say second round because she's fucking badass. Either way, we got her winning, but she's going to kill this girl. Maybe. I and mean, Caroline is no joke either, but uh, this is going to be – oh, dude, and I got to tell you, of all the stuff that happened at the, the press conference – those oh. two facing off, and Dana was even like, oh, I messed that up. Why did I let them touch? Like, because Joanna put her head right on Carolina's, and then she kind of did the, the shove thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> it got tense, dude, and I don't know, man. Something about it did it for me. I was just like, these girls are going to bang, going to bang, and I am a fan of both of them. I like uh, Joanna Champion a little bit more, Joanna Champion, but uh, whew. It was it was intense. That was honestly that was more intense than the chair thing to me. That got me pumped. I really want to see that fight. Yeah, I mean I've seen people throw chairs before. Like circumcise <laughs> a fly with a chair. Until Connor gets the funk level, <coughs> just kind of keep you know keep things the way that they are. Yeah. Um, Weidman Romero, <laughs> former champion. I mean, and this is kind of like a who gets to face Bisbing fight. Oh, man. 
Let's see. Let's see. They're talking about my door handles in the chat. Yeah, what's up with that? Give me yeah, some my light switch plate is not silver. It's like terracotta. It's terracotta. Why is there a deadbolt on your door? That's weird. Because I live in the hood, bro. <laughs> it's like I live in Compton. Everyone knows that. And that's why I'm so far from everyone all the time. But, dude, um, I, I do have it to. It's easy to get to Boyle Heights, though. Yeah, I, I got to point out that Chris Weidman is the luckiest man alive. So I say that he wins in the first round by death due to congenital heart defect. So, I don't know. Uh, He's, uh, he hasn't I, been so lucky. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Weidman. I'm going to pick Weidman here, but I don't know if I know why. I think it's going to be a good match. I think there's going to be fireworks. I think Weidman does have um, – I don't know. They both have a lot to lose here. Like for Weidman, if he loses this, man, he's just like not in the mix anymore. Hopefully they just and stand and beat the shit out of each other, which is what probably will happen, right? Like – I think so. I feel like they're going to bang. I don't think they're going to try to wrestle each other, even though they probably both should. I don't know. It's a good matchup, though. It's a really good matchup. And um, I think that, uh, you know, look, Weidman better have gotten his cardio together. If his cardio is out of whack or anything is weird with his health, it's bad news for him. But I think if they bang a little bit and Weidman stays rangy, he can win this fight. Meatloaf's so, like, I mean, I think that's. that's the your curtains now, Justin. He wants to know what color your curtains are. We've uh, Justin's beat color. Those are these are um, my Mickey James special uh, curtains. Uh, oh, I should um, have I Arby's. Them, I got them in a contest from Arby's. <laughs> oh, dude, I could go for a beef and cheddar right now. Do they have Arby's in Tennessee, Byron? They have everything here. No, they people. don't. They don't have Carl's Jr., bro. They have fucking Hardee's. What's up with that? They have barbecue. That Barbecuity. just sounds... That's a horrible pun. No, that's like one of Matt Stryker's puns. It's No, it's well, a place, so barbecue. The next match was supposed to be the aforementioned Cowboy and Gastelum fight. Not happening. So did we just um, not have one fight? So we lost that... Yeah, we lost that fight off the main card. Um, but we still got Misha and Raquel Pennington who are right. actually friends. Um, look, this is the one that's going to determine whether Misha is still in the game and still in the hunt or not. Um, she's clearly on paper and, and statistic wise and, you know, caliber of opponent wise should be a couple heads above Pennington. So obviously I'm going to pick Misha to win here, but if she really is on the downturn, if she really is on a, a backslide, uh, Pennington has every opportunity to to upset the world and put herself into the the title picture in the women's division. Um, so this is really all all of the pressure is on Misha in this fight. She one hundred percent has to win, or it's bad news for her. Right, right. Stack division. Yeah, and I mean, and she's been to the top of it. I mean, she's a champion that, that you know she's she's just out of the championship here. Um, but she's always been kind of that fighter that she gets to a big fight and, and has a backslide, and then she works her way right back up very quickly. 
Um, she's hugely popular on social media. So I think the UFC knows that she's a star, um, maybe not quite as big as Ronda, but she's, she's up there as far as the women's division goes. You know, she's probably a bigger star than Juliana Pena or Holly Holm or anyone else in the division second to Ronda. Uh, Ronda's probably got her beat by double in star power, but it doesn't matter. She's the next. She's the next. So um, they have a vested interest in her getting this win. I think she will get it over Rocky. And it's a shame because they are kind of friends, but, you know, it is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, so I'm picking Misha. I'm sure are you, you're picking Misha, yeah. Case? Yeah. yeah, like, because if not, she's fucked. But, like, she better win. Uh, Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Little Heathen Stevens. I'm going to go out and shock the world. I am picking Jeremy Stevens. All right. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I feel like um, it's a big moment for Frankie, and I feel like he's a little distracted. I think, uh, I think the, the Jose Aldo fight took something out of his, his head. I think he, he felt like he was going to be in there with Connor sooner. And uh, I think mentally he's not prepared. Um, I think Jeremy Stevens, he had his little backslide where he tried to call out Connor and Connor basically humiliated him. And then he could have kept pushing to keep his name in that mix, but he did the opposite. Him and his management took a step back, said, we're not going to comment on that. It is what it is. We kind of lost that thing with Connor. We're focused on this fight with Frankie Edgar. And I think that Jeremy Stevens is just that. I think he is more focused on this fight. Now, tools-wise, he's, he's good. He can bang. He can knock dudes out at this weight class. And for smaller guys, that is difficult to do. Um, and I see that in this fight, I don't know that he's going to knock Frankie out, but I think he's going to put it on his chin hard enough that Frankie is going to be taken out of his game and I think he's going to lose this fight in similar fashion that he lost to Jose Aldo in that he just got kind of taken out of his game plan and just never got it back together. And I think we're seeing uh, Frankie quickly becoming an aging fighter and kind of getting himself aged out of title contention. What do you think case? Oh, that's fucked up, dude. It's like, this is the, this is the show he's been waiting for. Like, I, I think, like, I see why he would be distracted, and I, I understand all the stuff you're saying. I think I'm more hoping that Frankie Edgar wins in front of his crowd than well, actually think. could rise to the occasion. I mean. Yeah. I'm going to take Edgar, but I'm going to take a decision and a boring fight. That's going to be, that's going to be my, my thing. Round three, <clears throat> fans booing a lot, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and that, honestly, that would be smart for Frankie to just grind out his win here, silence Jeremy Stevens, and get himself back into the 145 title picture or keep himself there, especially when we don't know what Jose is going to do right now. I think that Jose is going to stick around long enough to see if Connor's going to either secede the belt to him or come down and right. fight him again. Um, but we'll see. Um, good Lord, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Michael Johnson. Holy crap. Holy crap. That is, I can't even believe this is like in the middle of the Fox prelim cards and not headlining a pay-per-view or some other event. Right. But shit, dude. Uh, I got Khabib because PW Insider sucks. <laughs> PW Insider does suck. I'm going to take Khabib too. Um, <laughs> yeah, he never put spyware on my fucking computer. 
Khabib's undefeated. Like, look, it, it's up to Johnson to, to do something amazing here to try to beat Khabib, and maybe he's the guy that can dethrone him, but smart money wouldn't be on that. I'm going to go Khabib. Um, and the sad thing here is that if Khabib gets a, a big win here, like if he gets a knockout or a submission or something crazy here, he might jump back in front of Ferguson. Like after last weekend, Ferguson is clearly the, the next challenger at 155. But that picture might not be so clear. Um, Khabib will be right there at the press conferences with whoever wins, you know, Eddie or Connor. Um, he's positioned himself a little bit better here. And Tony decided not to cut a promo last week. Nobody knows why. I, I like that he didn't cut a promo. He's just like, dude, I, my action speak in the ring, nine straight wins. I can take out anybody. Like, I don't need to call it any of these fools. I don't care what happens in their fight. Like, let them fight and then let them get at me later and I'll fight one of them. Tony just did not cut a promo. I think Khabib, Khabib's been cutting promos all week. Right. And he's the one that's going to jump ahead of him because the other guy was being nice instead of going after the money. Uh, if yeah, it's a spectacular so, win, which it's Khabib, it's going to be a spectacular win probably if he wins. Yeah, if he grinds out a win. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, look, if Connor wins the belt, I think that Connor still picks Tony Ferguson to fight. Um, oh, yeah, I would too. Because Tony is a little more crazy and reckless and isn't going to just try to grind on him. I mean, Khabib Nurmagomedov is hands down the worst matchup for Connor probably right. in the entire UFC. And don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of guys at 155 that can actually beat Khabib. In fact, I think Tony can beat Khabib. Yeah. Um, when they were going to fight, I had Tony picked in that fight. I think that Tony's one of the guys, because he's unorthodox, because he comes from weird angles and isn't afraid to try things, I think that's exactly why most guys lose to Khabib because – they are afraid to try to think outside the box with him. Um, and if you come with a traditional style with Khabib, he's going to pick it apart and just grind the hell out of you and beat you down. Um, so I think that, you know, Johnson, he could put it on Khabib's chin and maybe knock him out, but I seriously, seriously doubt it. I expect to see Khabib win this fight. Um, so we'll see. I agree. Byron, are you too busy talking about if Americans have carpets? I agree. Fucking carpets. We're not savages. These are really great <laughs> points being made that I agree with. Ooh, look, we have a special guest here. Oh! Hey, Aaron, what's up, buddy? You all been ignoring me this whole time? <laughs> you having the Khabib fight, Urban? I had to hack in. <laughs> I had to hack in because you guys would not let me. You wouldn't talk to me. You wouldn't say anything to me. I just want to ignore you in the chat. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And that's well, it. I got to get back to work. You guys have fun. Oh, have fun at work. Who's, who's going to win the fight? We're going to bang a lot, and uh, <laughs> it'll be a good match. Awesome. Liam <laughs> Mishima thus, bro. Look at that. Wow, that's amazing. Right there. Well, thanks to one of our, our sponsors, the immortal Urban Heretic. 187 that's yeah get better at yokai watch bro i got a not a drakunyan for you and i can't even trade it come on man i don't know what any of those words are t-i-c-187 i don't know how to do his 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 thing but anyway hey i was urban <laughs> what's up thanks for having oh, me. Hey, yeah and if any of you play yokai watch too hit me up on twitter i got my friend code up there send me yours we can be bros we can trade um so we're both taking khabib uh rafael natal versus tim boach that's a tough one. I'm going to take Boach, believe it or not. I think Boach might just put it on Rafael's chin. 
Isn't he like 9,000 years old by now? Yeah, all these guys are old. Poach yeah. and Rafael have been around. They're, they're gamers, though, man. It's gonna, that's a good fight. I think that's one of the ones where people you know, get people hyped. Um, I'm going to pick Boach by knockout. I've seen him knock some fools out. I'll go with you, Justin, on that one. Kind of a random pick on my part. Um, let's see. What else do we got? We got uh, – oh. Aaron's like doing his happy dance over Vincente there. Luque oh. versus Bilal Muhammad. I think that's also another good fight. I'm going to – Bilal Muhammad's only lost like once, so I think I'm going to take him, even though Vincente Luque is, is – an assassin. He's straight dope, but Vicente has made me say wow in his fights enough times that I want to pick him for this fight. Yeah, but... let's, let's split it here. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go Muhammad just because I, I I just feel like he's really smart. He's got like a you know a high ring IQ and can really figure out another fighter. So we'll see. this is a fight that everyone might be talking about if like really cool shit doesn't happen on the main card. It like, could. Yeah. So here's the new catchweight fight. Um, Tiago Alves versus Jim Miller, which is hilarious. I'm looking at the, the fight card on the UFC website, and it, it has Jim Miller listed as weighing in at 155 pounds, and Tiago Alves listed as weighing in at 170. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. That might just be because that was with their old weight classes. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know what the official weight of this thing is going to be, but they are going to still fight because they did manage to – work something out all this is going to lose some of his purse um and i'm going to pick miller here miller's a mean nasty fighter i love tiago Alves. he was one of my favorite fighters back in the day and i met him a couple times i got two of his shirts in my closet even but i'm going to go jim miller here because you know a lot of times when a fighter misses weight there's just something mentally going on there that's not everything's not clicking everything's not good in their camp um, so you just kind of have to take that into consideration. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Miller here. I, I've always liked the Miller brothers and Jim, especially. Yeah. What do you think? Case? I'm going with Miller because I know I've seen Tiago lose matches on more than one occasion because he didn't make weight. He came in and then he ended up losing the fight. Gotcha. Good call. And then the, the very last fight here to pick Liz Carmouche versus uh, Caitlin Kagan. Um, I'm going Carmouche, the, the, the female Uriah Faber. The, the girl Illa? Come like on. We got to get Gura, girl Illa back. Girl that Illa. Is a dope fucking nickname. And her fans being the Lisbos is like awesome as well. Well, I mean, it's, it even says on the, uh, the, the UFC website that her nickname is still Gorilla. Good, good. That needs to be on shirts and shit. That's, that, see, that's a good pun. Not like, uh, what was, what was, Bar BBQDs or something like that? That's not oh, cool. Honchaks or Bar whatever? Barbecuties is an actual place. I didn't make that up. It sounds oh, like Josh. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Carmouche, she's tough. And, and, and Caitlin's got a long neck. So maybe she, uh, hopefully Liz will pull the Uriah thing and just grab onto Kate's neck and choke her down. Um, like she almost did the run. Damn it. She got this close, this close. She sure did. She was a monkey on her back for reals. Um. This is a great fighter too. So, and that's the start on that's those are fight past cards. So Miller and Alves and Carmouche, Chukagin oh. are fight. Yeah, dude, that's how stacked this card. Let's put was. Jim Miller on the fucking fight pass. That's great. Oh, so God. we lost Tim Kennedy and Rashad, which sucks. Yeah. Um, I was gonna actually pick Kennedy in that fight, which I know a lot of people think is crazy. Um, I probably would have been wrong, but <laughs> sorry, Shad. 
Um, I, the shot's dropping down to new weight class, though, and I, I, I don't know. I had a feeling that Kennedy, it would be his last fight, and he would just come in and, and show something special. But that fight's not happening. Not Kennedy's fault. Um, and then we lost, again, the, the Cowboy fight. But Cowboy is now on 206 fighting against uh, Matt Brown, which that should be fireworks. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that'll That's be all a cool I got fight. on my end, guys. I'm super stoked for these fights, man. I cannot wait. What day is it? Saturday. Saturday. Tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow? Yeah. You know, yeah, today's Friday, Madison bro. Square Garden, biggest UFC card ever, tomorrow night. Connor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. I'm taking oh. Connor. Casey's taking Eddie. It's going to be big. We're going to throw some money around, be mad at each other for a while. This <laughs> is going to be a big one, guys. Yeah, J-Man actually owes me his soul if Eddie wins. Which is interesting, because I'm going to put that shit to work. <laughs> you guys got anything else you want to add? Um, mm. Yokai Watch 2. My friend code is pinned to my Twitter profile. If you have Yokai Watch 2, send me your friend code on Twitter. I will add you. We can trade things. Don't drag your ass like Urban. The Dracunyan goes to him, though. I promised it to him, okay? You guys can have, like, a pandle or something. Three people will know what this means. All right. Byron, anything else to add, brother? No. Good. <laughs> uh, so don't forget to drink Boneyard. Don't forget to listen to Last Real Heels and buy shirts from their, their store. Nah. Don't forget to, to – what's that video service you like there, Casey? Shutter. Shutter is great. Watch Shutter. Uh, don't forget to say happy Veterans Day to, Cobb, Veterans Day. to Carmen Perez um, and any other vets you know out there. Uh, don't forget to it's vote Randy in Orton. four years. Don't, don't forget to vote in four years, but it's over oh, time, so get used to it and you know, vote in your local elections next time if you don't like it. Um, that's it for me. Well, I'm talking about to, end of days. We got Aztec Warfare next week. We got UFC 205 this weekend. It's all looking great to me. It's all gravy. It's all going to be fun. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.